This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today the question is, what is histrionic personality disorder? Now, histrionic personality disorder is characterized by excessive emotionality and attention-seeking behavior. And when we look at the symptom criteria, we see a number of elements related to this. So an individual with this disorder oftentimes wants to be the center of attention and they feel uncomfortable if they're not the center of attention. We see sexually seductive behavior or provocative behavior that is out of context. So in occupational settings or social settings where we would not normally expect to see that behavior. We see rapidly shifting and shallow emotions. So what we see happening here with the rapidly shifting emotions is when other people are observing somebody who has this symptom of histrionic personality disorder, the individual who has the symptom appears to be inauthentic. They don't appear to be genuine because they have these really strong emotional reactions, but they change very quickly. We also see an effort to gain attention through physical appearance. Now, a lot of times this is expressed in apparel selection. So individuals with this disorder tend to select clothing and clothing combinations that really attract attention. The speech content and the speech pattern for somebody with histrionic personality disorder oftentimes is impressionistic and lacks detail. So somebody with this disorder, with this symptom, will have this style of speech, this highly impressionistic style of speech, but they won't be able to back up any claims they make or anything else they're saying with details. So it seems, again, uh, without a lot of thought, it seems shallow. Consistent with the attention-seeking components of this disorder, somebody with histrionic personality disorder is oftentimes self-dramatizing, theatrical, and they have exaggerated emotional expressions. They're also easily influenced. So this speaks back to this idea of the rapidly shifting emotions. Also with somebody with this disorder, 
they have rapidly shifting opinions, and they can seem to adopt really strong convictions about an issue very quickly. So somebody may mention a strong feeling, they have a conviction, a value, and somebody with this disorder may adopt that really quickly without really thinking it through. And again, it seems kind of inauthentic. It doesn't seem genuine that they could have developed such a strong conviction so quickly and with such little information. Another symptom criteria for histrionic personality disorder is that they believe relationships are more intimate than they really are. They move relationships down that road to intimacy in terms of how they believe the relationship is much more quickly than people are comfortable with or than is actually real. So they may meet somebody, may know them just for a few days, and consider them a best friend, a great friend, or even a strong romantic interest. When you take these symptom criteria together and you look at the different behaviors, it shouldn't be surprising that individuals with this disorder struggle with relationships and have typically a number of failed relationships. A lot of times when somebody with histrionic personality disorder seeks treatment, it's because of depressive symptoms from losing what they believed was a close relationship. Now, interestingly, with histrionic personality disorder, if we look at the other personality disorders, it is not associated with a lot of low-level functioning or a lot of problems with career. It does come with, of course, consequences, the relationships I mentioned and other social settings can become uncomfortable and strenuous for somebody with this disorder. But a lot of individuals with histrionic personality disorder do work and have relatively successful careers. We find that they tend to do a little better in careers that require a lot of creativity and imagination, and they don't tend to do as well in careers that demand a lot of logical thinking and analysis. Now, from going over the symptom criteria, it's clear that histrionic personality disorder shares a lot of symptom criteria or has similar symptom criteria with other personality disorders. And for this reason and other reasons, this disorder is difficult to differentiate, particularly from other personality disorders. On top of that, it's highly comorbid with four specific personality disorders and those are the personality disorders, of course, that it's most easily confused with. Those would be borderline, dependent personality disorder, antisocial, and narcissistic personality disorders. So those four personality disorders are highly comorbid with histrionic personality disorder and, of course, share a lot of similar symptom criteria. In terms of mental health disorders that aren't personality disorders that are comorbid with histrionic personality disorder, we see depressive disorders, particularly major depressive disorder. That's highly comorbid with histrionic personality disorder. Also, somatic symptom disorder and conversion disorder are comorbid with histrionic personality disorder. So when we think about how to diagnose histrionic personality disorder and looking at the assessment and taking a thorough history and then looking at the different criteria and, of course, taking into account a lot of factors, we can see that it would be challenging to differentiate this disorder from the other personality disorders where there are a lot of similar features. 
Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page. Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris, and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who have overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection, and interview top thought leaders, game changers, and survivors. And it's from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover, and how to be brave. If we look at borderline personality disorder, and we think about how borderline personality disorder may be different. With borderline personality disorder, the area that is most striking that's different would be the anger, particularly the constant anger that we see with a lot of borderline personality disorder presentations. We wouldn't typically see that with histrionic personality disorder. Also, there's a self-destructive nature to borderline personality disorder that we don't typically see with histrionic. And the idealization devaluation cycle that we see with borderline personality disorder isn't expressed in the same way with histrionic. There's a tendency to idealize with histrionic, but there isn't the devaluation cycle piece the same way we see it with borderline. Now with dependent personality disorder, this disorder I think is probably the easiest disorder to confuse with histrionic personality disorder. It's quite similar. But with dependent personality disorder, we don't see the exaggerated emotions the way we do with histrionic. Although, as I mentioned, these two personality disorders are fairly close together. With antisocial personality disorder, I think the area that becomes confusing is the manipulation piece. So we see with both antisocial and with histrionic personality disorders, there is a manipulation piece. With antisocial, the manipulation piece is for profit or for power or some sort of material gain. With histrionic personality disorder, that manipulation is there to make somebody the center of attention, to attract attention. So there are some similarities there, but of course some differences as well. And then with narcissistic personality disorder, with this disorder and with histrionic, the similarity would be the attention-seeking piece. Somebody with narcissistic personality disorder wants to be given attention as well, but it's about superiority. They seek attention so others will recognize their superiority. Some of the histrionic personality disorder isn't necessarily seeking attention because of some type of feeling of superiority. People with histrionic personality disorder are willing to seek attention even if they appear fragile and delicate and troubled. So they're, they're not looking to be thought of as great and uh, superior and better than other people, they're okay with appearing troubled and fragile. Some of narcissistic personality disorder would usually not be okay with that type of attention. So both have attention-seeking pieces to them, but the reasoning is different for those two disorders. Now, in terms of 
diagnosing and treating histrionic personality disorder, there's not a lot of research behind histrionic personality disorder. And I believe in community mental health settings that this disorder tends to get passed over. So there's presentations where this disorder should be diagnosed, and instead other similar personality disorders are diagnosed instead. Now, the prevalence for histrionic personality disorder in the general population is less than 2%. So it would seem that we would see more presentations of this disorder than we do. And I think a large part of that is misdiagnosis. Borderline and narcissistic personality disorder and antisocial personality disorders are common in community mental health, and histrionic is not. So I think that when somebody comes in with histrionic symptoms, a lot of times they're given the diagnosis of borderline or narcissistic personality disorder or antisocial personality disorder. Misdiagnosing is never something that mental health clinicians want to do. And in some cases, of course, a misdiagnosis can have more severe consequences than other cases. I think with personality disorders, the general view is that the treatment protocols are fairly similar for borderline and for narcissistic as they are for histrionic. So if there is a diagnosis that's a little bit off and somebody is diagnosed with borderline instead of histrionic, I think some of the thinking there is that, well, if the treatment is similar, then it may not be a big deal. But misdiagnosing is really always dangerous to some extent. And the treatments and the focus of treatment would be different for histrionic personality disorder than we would see for borderline antisocial or narcissistic. And to some extent, even different for dependent personality disorder. So it is important to take a careful look at these criteria and do a thorough history and try to be as accurate as possible in diagnosing personality disorders. Histrionic personality disorder does come with certain risks. There's an increased risk of self-harm, including suicide. So even though it's considered less severe in many ways than borderline or antisocial, there are still dangerous elements to it. The treatment focus for histrionic personality disorder, as I mentioned before, a lot of times we see depressive symptoms because a relationship has failed, and that's what brings somebody into treatment initially, and that's the initial focus of treatment. Later on, there can be a discussion about boundaries and insight, which would be very similar to a lot of personality disorders. Working on boundaries and insight would be areas that we'd want to look at for treatment if the client was agreeable to that. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Hi there, I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor 
So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardnopodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.